This is the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. Inside, you'll learn how to build, grow, and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop. Let's get started with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. My name is Tabitha Thomas, and if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I invite you to hit that subscribe button so you can get more interviews from other top digital agency owners. Also, while you're there, drop us a review. I would love to hear what you guys think about the podcast. So on to today. Today I have with me Brett Campbell, and Brett is a serial entrepreneur having founded two of Australia's fastest growing companies in their respective fields, including the fastest growing fitness franchise at its time, exploding to 35 locations within the first six months of operation, and currently the fastest growing digital growth agency, having recently won the accolade of 2018 Best Social Media Agency of the Year Award for Australia and New Zealand within the first 12 months of operation. Brett is also a published author, global speaker, and television personality on Australia's number one mainstream business channel. Brett, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to have you on here. Yes. So uh, the first question that I always love asking, and the one thing I love about um, podcasting is that I get to help share stories about other people and other businesses. So I want to hear your story. What uh, got you to where you are today? Where'd your entrepreneurial spirit come from? And how did you go mm. from the fitness franchise to the digital agency? Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you the quick story and, and then you could sort of take it back to wherever you want to know more. All right. Sounds good. So it really started when I was four years old. So um, <laughs> four years old, I was playing outside of my caravan. We lived in a caravan park here in Australia, my mum, my father, and my sister. And I just finished school. And I remember this day like vividly out of probably most days of my entire life. I remember this one so vividly. And um, so I was playing outside and I heard my name being yelled out, Brett, Brett, Brett. And I was like, ah, oh. because I was a bit of a rascal of a kid, right? Um, <laughs> couldn't, could never sit still. And I thought, oh, I'm in trouble for something because it was my mum yelling out. And I ran into the caravan, put my head through the caravan door, looked, looked through. And in front of me, my father was standing there and he'd just gotten back from the pub and this was 11 a.m. and he was about to throw my mum through the caravan window. And I was, my mum's instructions was run across the road and get some help. And that's all I remember from that. So everything leading up to that moment, you know, and then running across to get help. And the next thing I know, my mother, myself and my sister on an airplane and moved to New Zealand to start a brand new life. And it was at that stage, I... I remember this so vividly, it's crazy that I, I remember saying to my mum, it's okay, mum, I'll take care of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been my guiding driving force through every, you know, thunderstorm cyclone that I've had in business and my entrepreneur journey, because I, I have a lot of them, right? And I have a lot of them is because I put myself in those positions to have a lot of them, you know, I'll fire the gun 20 times and then aim. And I'm cool with that because I know what that sort of looks like. So, you know, yeah. I know my wheelhouse. I know what, what I'm really good at and I know what I'm, I know what I'm not really good at. Um, and I hire people who are better than me at that thing to, <laughs> help. you know, it started from a very, very young age. You know, I grew up, um, you know, very low socioeconomic. So we moved, we moved from a caravan into a housing estate in, in a real poor town in, in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but in saying all of that, you know, obviously it's the old cliche of, you know, I wouldn't change a thing, but 
I had this burning desire as a young kid that I just wanted more mm-hmm. because I, I just couldn't understand. We'd drive past houses and I'd be like, how does someone have that house? Like, how, what do they do for a job? What's their work? How are they making money? And from a very young age, none of my friends were like this, right? I was the, I was the, the purple cow in the paddock, right? Going, why, why aren't you thinking like me? Like, why aren't we doing certain things to make extra money? Because my goal back then when I was, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 years old was my, my ultimate outcome was to generate as many $2 coins as I could, right? And in New Zealand, we had coins, right? Um, <laughs> no, no dollar notes. Um, the purpose yeah, of that was, <laughs> I, the, the purpose of that was I wanted a dollar worth of jet plane lollies and the other dollar okay. I was going to use for 20 cent pieces so I could play Street Fighter, the arcade game. So that was my mm-hmm. desire. That, that was the goal. And my mum didn't have extra $2, didn't have a dollar lying around to give me. So I had to be resourceful and I had to be out there on the streets door knocking. So you know, 11 years old, I, I had about 10 lawns that I was mowing. Like I could hardly push a lawnmower because I was, I, was I was ringing wet, bloody little kid, scrawny kid back then. But I had this desire that I wanted to make the money. So, you know, I'd knock on doors. My sales pitch was knock, knock. Hi, my name's Brett Campbell. Have you got any jobs for me? No, next door. Have you got any jobs for me? No, got any jobs for me? No. And then I was like, no, it's not really working. So I was like, let's go back to the same houses again. And I'll, um, my sales pitch. And looking back at this, I didn't really realize, but I'd knock on the doors. I said, Hey, you know, my name's Brett Campbell. Have you got any jobs for me? And they're like, Brett, you were here last week, mate. Like we don't have any jobs for you. And I said, I can mow lawns. I can collect, I can pull weeds out of your garden. I'll, I'll take your rubbish out. I'll wash your car. And then what happened was someone goes, oh, actually, my car is dirty. You can go wash it. How much? I said, five bucks. And he's like, cool. It's a terrible job, but because <laughs> it was my first car, I didn't wash it. I had no idea. Right? So it really, yeah. really from a very early age, um, this desire to create and, and build things. You know, and that's really where the entrepreneurial spirit for me came from. And it's, it's more the, the ability to be able to be in control of my own destiny, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I, I love mean, it I because could, I could go so on many, for years. But, but. Yeah, that are in that same situation. And you've got two, two routes. You can either follow the one you've always been on and continue down that path or completely yeah. change it and do something different in your life. So yeah. I love that. I love that. So how did you get into the fitness field? Like how did, I mean, yep. how did you get there to get into the digital agency? Sure. So what happened was, I got kicked out of high school and I, um, there was only one job going in my town and it was an apprenticeship. It was an apprenticeship cabinet maker. So, um, I was like, well, I might as well do that. I've got nothing else to do. Right. But at that time, you know, I'd had these entrepreneurs, like I, I just knew that I was destined for something and I had no idea. First day on the job as a cabinet maker, I was 16 years old. And I said to my boss, I said, my intention was how do I own this place? Like from day one. And I, and I didn't know nothing about it. I was like, well, how do I be, be the boss? How do I, how do I own this? How do I get a Holden crewman Ute like you have? Like, cause that was all I had to really aspire to. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I took that route and I talked to a lot of people and it's the typical, like I was a trapped entrepreneur for about five years. Cause I knew from day one that this apprenticeship wasn't what I wanted to do, nor should I have been doing it, but I, I stuck at it for five years too long. Right. Until it got to a point where I was like, you know, I'm out of here. The, mm-hmm. the, the pain got so much, right? The pain was so strong that I was like, I am moving. I'm packing my suitcase. I took my 
my golf clubs in one hand, my one suitcase in the other, and I jumped on an airplane and moved back to Australia to start a brand new life. I knew no one where I was. And that's where it started. I became a, a personal trainer. Um, I did a course online while I was working nights at, at a nightclub, you know, um, which really gave me the introduction to the, to the surface paradise world where I live here in the Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia, which is absolutely amazing. Um, and I, you know, fell in love with the fitness cause I was, I was a gym buff at that time. Cause uh, you know, gotcha. I said I was a real small kid and I needed to gain muscle. So, you know, as soon as I could lift up a weight, I was pumping weights and, um, I thought, well, I love fitness. Why not be a trainer? Yeah. And I quickly lost my passion for training whilst I was a trainer because I was doing it all day, every day, teaching everyone. But then I was becoming part-time psychologist and it was just a, you know, it was a <laughs> crazy ride. And I uncovered the, I was walking past uh, my flatmate's computer at, a at, at this time and I was heading out to the gym to go and train clients for my night sessions, right? So most personal trainers would do morning sessions, go home during the day and then they'd do nights. So I was going back for the nights and I was just exhausted. I was sort of fed up. I was like, this, come on, man, you're doing another thing that you know you isn't really the thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I was just waiting for that. What's that? What's the sign? What's the next step? And, and I walked past my um, flatmate's computer and I seen a PDF document on the screen and it was, had a picture of someone standing and then right next to it was him squatting. And I was like, what is that? She goes, I just bought it. It's a workout program. It cost me 37 bucks. And I was like, that's it. From that moment, I became obsessed with online marketing, um, you know, lead generation, how to yeah. create and ideate and build products and services and sell them online. And, you know, to date, we've generated millions of leads and sold tens of thousands of products and made you know, tens of millions of dollars um, doing that. And what happened was we became so good at the online space and generating community. And we really did pioneer it. We we're one of the first pioneers in Australia in that health and wellness space. Uh -huh. And we became so like we grew so quick that we had people from all around the country, like girls from around the country saying, Hey, when are you going to come and train here? When are you going to train us here? And I was like, I've got an idea. Why don't I just build a franchise? Um, I whipped up a sales page and uh, utilized everything I knew with online marketing, psychology and persuasion influence and everything, put a sales page up and we were inundated by um, people wanting to become a franchisee of ours and run our, run one of our businesses. And, you know, I said we had 35 in six months. That was only because that's all we could bring on in that time. Like I had over 170 people um, lined up and it was wow. just, it, it just, yeah, it just went crazy. So it was that, that progression of learning online marketing, you know, and then yeah. I was teaching it, you know, I was coaching and mentoring people on it, but there's only so much coaching and mentoring you can do for someone and they actually have to do the work and then it's sort of led to, That's exactly right. Yeah. Two and years prior. I'm guessing you had no franchise experience whatsoever. You just, I'm going absolutely for zero. Absolutely zero. Um, I quickly learnt on the job. Um, you know, in saying that though, one thing I did do um, was I hired someone who had already built franchises, like a coach at the time, and um, to to sort of help me navigate, which actually didn't help me in the overall scheme of it, but that's an entire another story for a different <laughs> podcast. But um, the reality is, is, you know, I, I was learning as I was doing it. Yeah. You know, like I said to you, I'll shoot, I'll shoot 20 times and then I'll think about aiming. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, um, 
it was I always backed my ability, right? And that's that's the thing. Like I, I always backed myself no matter what. So gotcha. So then you quickly made the switch over to the agency, the digital agency after that? Well, not quickly, because then it, then I, for, for a couple of years I was running a consulting company as well. Oh, okay. Where I was teaching people how to do it. Because you know, when you do something and people are knowing that you're doing it, they're like, Hey, can you show me? Can you show me? And I was like, Cool, okay, let's start a group coaching program and and then all of a sudden that becomes a seven figure business and you're like, oh shit, wait on like, I was getting dissatisfaction because I was teaching people and they just weren't doing the bloody work, you know, like, yeah. and I had a chat with a friend of mine at the time and I was like, man, I don't know about you because he was in the coaching world as well. So I don't know about you, but I fucking lose, well, sorry if I can't swear, but I lose, <laughs> I lose sleep at night knowing that my coaching client wasn't getting results, but I knew it wasn't me because I knew yeah. they weren't implementing Right. So, but that still bothered me, mm -hmm. right. That still bothered me immensely. And then for, for probably at least two years prior to opening the doors to our current agency, um, Claxon, it's people were asking, can you just do it for me? Can you just do it? And I was like, no, I'm too busy doing it for myself and my, and my other multiple businesses that I have, I don't have time to do it for you. And don't be so fucking lazy, do it yourself type thing. That was sort of my mentality yes. at the time. Right. Yes. Um, cause, cause I had to learn. When I yeah. learned online marketing, I'd get home from 9 p.m. from training clients and I would be sitting there learning HTML coding. There was no click bundles or lead pages or any drag and drop builders. I had to go online and go, oh, how do I make a brack, a bolt? How do I make that word bold? You can't yeah. just go bloody alt B nope. and bolt. <laughs> like bracket B, R, bracket. Like I'm like, what am I doing? So, you know, but, and that but didn't the, make you run away. That's incredible. <laughs> Well, it's because I, here's the reality, right? There's a lot of things that I have done that I've absolutely hated doing, but I knew that I needed to do that to get to the end outcome. So imagine you just throwing me, telling you telling me that I'm going to go, I have to go and live in China in six months and I, and I can't get out of there. I'm stuck in China for the next 10 years. Yeah. I would absolutely hate learning the language. Cause it, it, it just can, my brain would explode a billion times, but I would learn it because I knew that I'd have to. Yeah. Right? So sometimes you've got to do things that you don't want to do to get the outcome and learning yeah. HTML coding. I didn't want to do it, but in saying that it's actually helped me a lot, right? Yeah. It's, it's um, doing the unnecessary evil to, to get to the other um, side of it. So, yeah. well, and knowing it enough that you can outsource it to somebody else and know what they're doing or not doing. <laughs> And that's exactly right. And that's why we've been able to build our agency and, and win multiple awards and, and just recently listed number 20 on the um, Deloitte Fast 50 um, businesses, number 20 out of 50 here in Australia. The reason why we've been able to do that because I I have the intelligence and, and don't get it twisted, I don't know everything. I have the, the enough intelligence on each thing. So I've got an unfair advantage in our business because I know every role. Mm -hmm. I know how to do pretty much every role. Not as good as everyone. Fair, though. I think that every business owner should know how to do all the roles, at least a little bit. A, a li yeah. I mean that I've had a number of debates around that purely because I, I'm a different person. I love learning. Like I love new things. I'll go out of my way to learn something that I know I don't have to learn just because I love it. Yeah. Right? Um, but you know, to the point where I'm happy to test, I'm happy to play, I'm happy to trial and, 
and do things. And that that's the secret source that enables someone to move forward faster than others. That's it. It's just, doesn't, doesn't mean I'm better than anyone. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm just willing to, to have pie on my face at the end of the day or stand in a bit of shit just to go, well, well at least I know that doesn't work now. Yeah. yeah. Next. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Ariana Grande's song. Thank you. Next oh, yeah. rings true to me. Yeah, like, all right. Thank you. Next. Let's go. What's on? I love it. So tell me a little bit about um, what are the type of services that you do inside of Claxton? What do you guys provide? Yeah. So Claxton, we specialize in the four key areas. We call it the four key pillars, which is the social, right? Mm -hmm. So we have, um, we specialize Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Snapchat, TikTok, um, basically any social platform that's worth being on, we are on it. Yeah. Um, secondly, we look at search. So that's Google, that's YouTube, et cetera, Google shopping, all of those. Mm -hmm. The third is programmatic, which is um, basically everywhere else online that you can run advertisements on, you know, whether it's banner advertising on websites, whether it's on on-demand apps, um, you know, so the programmatic side of it, which is generally more mm -hmm. for higher end of, of the town because there's, you know, a lot more budget and spend needs to go behind yeah. it to make it really effective. Um, and then deep data. So those are the four key pillars that, that we work in. I like it. I like it. So what do you and think? Let, let me share with you why we do that. Cause I think yeah, that's important. Please. Cause what we've seen over the last three years of, of being at the forefront of what's happening in this industry, cause it's really important to note that this industry is so fresh it's still so new there are so many cowboys out there swinging lassos trying to make this work and i get it everyone's having a crack totally understand because I'm, I'm the type of guy that likes to have a crack yeah um however because it's so new people are you know just trying to figure it out mm -hmm. the lucky thing is that obviously i've had experience in advertising back when really Facebook started and even then before that Google. So I've sort of been able to be on the, the wave for the, the wow. lifetime of this industry, which is one, it's, it's exciting. It's changed so much, but also look at where things are moving. And because of the, you know, the millions and millions of dollars that we manage here on advertising spent, you know, every single month, we get to see things that others don't see. And, you know, results at the end of the day is all a business owner wants, you know, like if you're an agency and you're just doing some social organic posting, this and that, it's like, well, what do you, what's a, the actual outcome really? So we're, we're a performance-based agency. So we operate in the pay to play space. We operate in growing and scaling businesses profit. So we don't, we don't run ads. We don't build ads. We build businesses. And that's a very clear distinction, right? So we don't build ads. We build businesses. Um, and to do that, you can't just, run Google. You can't just run Facebook or Instagram. We are living in a world where there's an omni-channel approach and an omni-channel approach is what's needed to really succeed at the highest level. You can still win on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You can run an e-commerce business and you can do good at Facebook and you could be making bank all day, every day. But yeah. if you want to make more money, right, you need to adopt an omni-channel approach. So our yeah. most successful e-commerce clients are using Snapchat, Pinterest, you know, um, Google shopping search and Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. So there's a plethora of, of opportunity because as we know, attention moves, 
Yes, it does. Uh, well, and I Sorry. heard you say TikTok, which is really so freaking new. I'm, I'm curious oh. how you're using TikTok for clients. Yeah, so it's it's again, it's, it is very new, and and you know, TikTok are only just bought out a beta um, ads platform, so there's really not a lot to really report on that right now. Um, however, everyone can be on TikTok. You just use the Facebook audience network as well. So they're still, they've still got that running. So if you're going through TikTok, you're like, how's this person got an ad? Let's just run through Facebook audience network. Um, gotcha. but the reality is, is, is you've got to look at each platform and you go, okay, TikTok. Well, TikTok's really got a, you know, 10 to 20 second, really like short, snappy, you got to make a big impact and you know, there's not a lot of direct response that can really happen in that time unless it's, it's really just a big marketing hook is, is how you could utilize it. Um, but it's like anything, you just got to look at it. You got to, you got to test, you got to be willing to, to put some marketing dollars in front of it and for it to flop on its face. And that's what a lot of people aren't prepared to do because they actually can't do it. That's the reality. Yeah. You know? um, so I'd much rather drop a couple of grand and find out it didn't work and then learn from it, you know? Um, but I get it. Cause then people go, Oh, but I don't have a couple of grand. I'm like, well, I never had any money to start with either. We, we all start from somewhere. It's like yeah. my couple of, a couple of grand might be just going to test $200 for you. Yeah. You know, but I was looking on, I got an email this morning about a dollar a day, Facebook ad strategy. I almost threw up in my bloody mouth. I'm like, this is, this is the problem, right? There's yeah. people out there going, how do I tap into the people who have a $50 ad budget a month? you know, who then can buy my course because they've only, it's, it's, and it's like every industry, let's, let's, you know, let's not yeah. get confused there. It's like every industry, um, which is exciting for us because it opens up that opportunity that um, we're showing, you know, the actual real way how to grow and scale a business using mm -hmm. paid social. It's not yeah. about, can I get more followers or fans or um, not even email addresses? Like, well, how does that all convert? I can get you hundred thousand email addresses tomorrow. Go set up a highly targeted ad in India and and create a giveaway an iPad. Like bang, there you go. What are you gonna do with those hundred thousand leads though, right? Yeah. They want an iPad, they don't want an adjustable bed. Yeah. Like why are you you know, what's the point? So just just getting clear on the strategy. Yes. So tell me what kind of clients do you have right now and what are their typical budgets for your agency? Yeah, so we have a number of different clients ranging from small business owner, solopreneur, in some cases, uh, all the way up to enterprise clients doing, you know, over half a billion dollars a year. So ad budgets vary considerably. Um, and in my honest opinion, and, and what I share with everyone is, look, if, if you can't put, you know, $5,000 a month ad budget to something to grow and scale a business, and I'll come back and preface this because I know people are already going, oh, but 5,000 is a lot. I get it, but you're building a business. This is the difference. You're not just having a crack to get some people on your course. You're either building a business or you're having just a little bit of a dabble. And if you're having a dabble, well, the reality of you winning having a dabble is going to be even slimmer than if you sit down and actually create a strategy and go, oh, we actually need $5,000 ad budget to go towards this because this is where it's getting dispersed. We need to put this much over here and, and, you know, being known first, cause who the hell even bloody knows you, right? You need to be known first. Then we need to actually market to them some, you know, great information and ideas and, and then have some amazing offers. And so there, there's more to it than just put an ad up, 
put a hundred dollars behind it and let's see what happens. You need to be more strategic with building your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what I think is, is the biggest issue right now with a lot of, um, you know, people who call themselves entrepreneurs or business owners is they're actually not treating it like they're building a business. Cause if they were, why would you not have a full-time marketing team or person mm -hmm. that is absolutely dedicated to doing the most important thing in your business, which is creating leads and sales. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you could have the best kept secret, but if you ain't going to sell it, goodbye. Yeah. Unfortunately. And I hate it because, because yeah. it's this, a lot of my conversations and speeches that I've been doing of late is, you know, whilst I come from the, you know, the Facebook world and I used to be very technical. I mean, I personally haven't run an ad in bloody months and months and months. Sometimes I just get in there and have a bit of a play to keep sharp. But yeah, you know, my conversations around people are looking at this industry the wrong way. Business owners are looking at social media the wrong way. And okay. a lot of it has been led on by Facebook, right? Because mm. they've got, they've got to meet criteria. You know, that little blue button that says boost post, like your, this post is outperforming 80% better than any other post you've got. You're like, holy shit, is it? Okay. Would you like <laughs> to boost it? So more people see it. Okay. Yes. $20. And then as soon as you do that, they're like, would you like to put another $20 on it? And we'll double the views. We're like, Oh shit. Yeah. What? That means 10,000 people are going to see my thing today. Well, that has to work boost. Right. And it creates this false precedence that that's how advertising and marketing is done. Mm -hmm. you know, so I know the answer to your question was, or the question was, you know, what type of clients have we got and what type of budgets? It, it varies considerably, yeah. but I think yeah. it, it, people need to have a bare minimum. And it, again, it's predicated on what platforms you're using, but if you don't have at least a couple of grand to put towards it consistently, and here's what I wouldn't suggest is if you've just got a runway of like one month worth of advertising, don't start your advertising just yet. Right. Wait until you've actually built up a little bit of a runway. Cause you, one month, like when I first started Facebook advertising, it was a lot easier, right? To the point where my first ever ad that I ran, I, I, created, I created an ad and we were actually giving away a meal plan at the time in the fitness space, okay? Yeah. So it was like, download our meal plan, right? Sending them to, a, to an opt-in page. And I was like, okay, who do I want to have this? And this was the first problem, right? I was creating strategy whilst I was in the ads manager account. Uh -huh. wrong don't do that what, what geez that's that's ridiculous right it's like trying to write your book from the first page you don't do that right there's a strategy around it Outline, so yeah. i sat there and i'm like okay yep well we want females to to get this okay what age group well 18 to 65 i mean they all eat right i'm sure they're interested <laughs> i was like bang bang eight and a half million people i was like whoo yes place ad and out it goes like there was zero targeting thought behind it you know it was it was it was ridiculous to be honest yeah. now you've got to be extremely extremely methodical because there's so many more people doing it which yep. is even more exciting for us because it then it you know our ethos around strategy first is becoming more and more and more popular and we're getting more and more businesses come to us go hey we use these this agency and you know, that didn't work out for us. I was like, well, how, what was the sort of setup like? What was the strategy like? Oh, you know, we rang them on Wednesday and said, can you run some ads? And they had them up running on Monday. 
Now I could get an ad up right now in the next 10 minutes, but it doesn't mean it's going to work. Right. So there's, there's a number of caveats to look around that. I could blur on all day. So I'm going to let you jump in. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm liking it. So one question that, that I've got for you is how many people do you have working in your agency now? Obviously it's not just you and you're working with big budgets. So how many people does it take to do what you guys are doing right now? We've got a team around 20 at the moment, 20 plus our board. So about 24 of us, I believe, um, total, but, um, how many people does it take? Well, again, very dependent. So we, we create bespoke strategies. So there's no out of the box cookie cutter, you know, same copy and paste, which again, a lot of people are doing, like if anyone's charged, you know, the, the average agency out there, you know, trying to have a, have a go at it, you know, they're charging, you know, two, $3,000 a month. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anyone can create a, a, a real strategic marketing um, strategy and implement it and execute it and have the ability to be pivot, like to pivot and be agile when required. It's just not possible. If you think about it, right, three grand a month is like $36,000 a year. That's not even going to pay for a junior, junior person who knows nothing about advertising to come into your business. Like, yeah. I mean, re- and this is that thing, right? Realism. Businesses are like, oh, but Bob, my mate Bob, he's got a cousin. He only charges two grand to run ads. I'm like, cool. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> I get it. I understand. And I know we're all trying to, to, you know, do what's best with the cash flow that we have. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, that's probably one of the biggest hurdles that we're, we're, jumping over at the moment with people is just trying to help and and navigate them to a different viewpoint on what marketing actually is the importance of marketing in your business and that facebook or snapchat or pinterest is just one of the tools that sit on a tool belt Mm -hmm. it's not your facebook is not your strategy Mm -hmm. it is a tool this is why i say we don't build ads we build businesses it just so happens right now ads is the the tool that we we're creating to to make it happen. Yeah. Right. So if yeah. tomorrow the the thing is pigeons that drop off messages, <laughs> oh, man, I'll go, I'll go and buy a, fl- you know, I don't, I don't know if the word a flock, is it a flock of pigeons? I'll go and buy know. a whole heap of them anyway, whatever it is. I'll go and buy a lot of them. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I, I hope there's no day that there's pigeons running around like that. So. <laughs> yeah. It'd be chaos. It'd be worse than drones. It'd be shit yeah, everywhere. Okay. Oh gosh, yes. So <laughs> a lot of our viewers uh, are new people who are just getting started with their agency. So what were the steps that you took when you first started your agency? And obviously you had experience with the, the fitness stuff, but how did you start from ground zero with the agency? It was started in a, a set in a boardroom and um, myself and my co-founder, who was a mate of mine that I brought in from a different business so it was very strategically thought out at the start going, okay. But everything that we really discussed back then now, because I've still got it in a frame, like the all the, the butcher's paper that we had up on the wall, writing this and that. Everything on that paper came true within six months, but then it's no longer true to this day. Like it changes and evolves so rapidly. Like because well, we're in a brand new to. industry. Well, yeah. we're, it's because we're paving the way in a different category right now. Like, And I just want to make a distinction is that we're not a a digital agency. We're not a, we don't see ourselves as a social media agency. We don't see ourselves as a digital marketing agency. We're a digital growth agency. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very, very important. Digital growth. We 
grow and scale. And I know people go, oh, but that's what ads do. It's like, not when you're not looking at it from a strategic business, ROI, profit-driven um, process. So, yeah. so we're a digital growth agency, right? Who, and our obsession is growing profit. So we're not running accounts each day and just being guided by the, the person, you know, the, um, our client going, Oh yeah, can you spend this much now? Okay. Let's, let's up the budget. It's like we're, we're creating scale phasing, um, over a 12 month period going, okay, here's what we want to do when this happens. Here's where we're going to phase. We want to introduce a new service here because of X, Y, Z. And when the revenue increases, we can go do da, 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 da. Right. So that's, that's the difference, right? You're not just running ads. Um, but your question, um, and how did it all start? It was, it was done in a step-by-step -step process. We had our, I had our first client that paid for the first, so I was bootstrapped from the get-go, um, put in like $10,000 to buy a couple of computers. Um, and we used the first client's revenue to, to deliver. I was the guy running the ads yeah. until we hired someone to take that over. So from day one, and, and this is important if, if you are, do have ambitions to build an agency. My first, um, my first thought for you would be to think about why are you actually wanting to do this? Okay. Cause I'm telling you right now, half of our employees are people who have tried to run an agency. It is not easy. I'm telling you, like it's the hardest business model that I've ever built and run. And it's purely because it's so new and it's, there's no real map to follow. Right. Yeah. Um, and just because you're saying it's the hardest doesn't mean that it's not the less and least enjoyable business. It's just the hardest. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So I just want to get people prepared because it's not yeah. like, Oh, we can go and get three Facebook clients and charge them three grand a month. And Oh, there's there I'm earning a hundred grand. Yeah. I'm a six figure business owner. It's like, well, no, like there's a lot more to it. Cause what happens if, if your two clients leave mm -hmm. back to ground zero, you're back to, yeah. So you're, you're building just this extremely weak foundation. So my first thing is have a think about what you really want to do from day one, we set out to be number one in the world. So we want to build, you know, the number one digital growth agency globally. At the time it was a Facebook agency cause that we were just so focused on Facebook. Yeah. And then as, as things progressed and, you know, to get better results, you needed to expand and so on and yeah. so forth. So we adapt with the times. Um, it, it was really done. The first thing was how do we remove myself? And this is what I, I say to every founder and every business, ideally, unless you want to be on the tools and do that, um, then that's a different conversation. I've got a couple of consulting clients that I have where, um, you know, they just want to design shoes. Well, that's why they got into it. They didn't yeah. get into it to build a business. Uh -huh. You know, like there's, there's a number of people right now I know listening to this most likely who are really good at Facebook ads and they're like, oh, I should just build my own agency. But they have zero business acumen and they don't want to actually build a business. They like the idea of the outcome of what it could look like for a business. But mm -hmm. are you prepared to, back to my point earlier, are you prepared to do all of the shit things you know, <laughs> that you don't want to have to do? Mm -hmm. you know, hiring and firing of staff and, and building out processes and, and structure and you know, Accounting keeping and people accountable and yeah, pay, <laughs> meeting payroll every week. And like, you're like, well, I just wanted to run ads. I'm really good at Facebook ads. It's like, well, here's just know if you want to build an agency, what you, unless you're going to hire someone to come in and build the business for you, what you currently love right now and are passionate about will quickly disappear, mm -hmm. quickly disappear. 
right? Um, so as long as you know that, that's that's all I'm saying. Caveat. <laughs> that's um, a good I knew one. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that from the start because my mindset was how do I remove myself from every position within this business as fast as we possibly can. And how fast different... did you do that? Uh, two years. Okay. And that was the goal. Two years remove myself from every role within this business so it could operate without me. Nice. Now it can, but I've now created a role, which for me, it allows me to be able to um, add what a lot of businesses don't add. And I guess we could call it our competitive advantage yeah. is, you know, it, it allows me to be able to be in a role where I can do the, the really important things that's going to grow and move and, and um, you know, scale our business. Okay. All right. So when you first started, what was the biggest hurdle that you had in starting the agency and how did you overcome that? Uh, the biggest hurdle was just getting it right. Uh, and I mean, I probably don't see it as a real big hurdle. It was probably the thing that we ideated the most. It was, um, you know, cause I'd had experience. I'd already spent, you know, over $2 million on Facebook ads myself in my mm -hmm. own business because of the fitness agent, prior, yeah. prior to starting this business. So I already had, you know, a pretty good understanding around that. Yeah. For me, it was like, well, how do I find someone else who even has like a moderate level of, of skill like I had in that. Now, yeah. admittedly, there was a lot of things that I didn't do or wasn't doing in my ads because I was running the ads. I was the guy running the ads. Yeah. Um, if I'd have known sooner, I would have taught someone sooner and brought them in. But, you know, the point there was, how do we then find someone? And it's not that I'm, I don't have the mindset of, ah, oh, I'll just do it myself. I can do it better. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm very, very um, open to having someone else doing it 60, 70% better, sometimes 120% better, right? But <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm humble in that aspect where my ego is not big enough to go, well, only I can do it. Mm -hmm. but it was, it, it was a struggle finding the right intelligence, the right people. And even to this day, you know, if you look at what's one of our biggest hurdles, um, like our biggest hurdle is finding the talent that is upskilled enough to be able to work at the level that we expect and we put out there into the marketplace. Um, that's the big, and again, it's the reason being is there's no course out there where you, and nor should there be where there's a four year degree around how do you become a Facebook ads expert, right? Yeah. I mean, there's people who have created certain courses and this and that, but the reality is it's, it's a new industry. Um, and it's our Achilles heel is also our opportunity. Yeah. Well, and it's always changing. So the minute you learn something six months from now, it's not going to be the same. And yeah, like we get people coming like oh, we've interviewed, oh, I would have been in 150 <laughs> plus interviews of people um, wanting a role as, as one of our digital strategists. And they've done a four year marketing degree, this and that. And I'm like, oh my, like nothing against four year marketing degree. And this doesn't mean if you've done one, it doesn't mean you're this person. So don't take it to a heart. <laughs> Right. But, <laughs> but it's like, what have you even learned in that? Like that, that is transferable. Yeah. Now, of course there's some things, let's, let's not get it twisted. I know yeah. there's, you know, you can understand, you know, marketing psychology and persuasion, yeah. all those things that, that are infused, Yeah, but it doesn't mean you're ready to jump in and start running paid advertising campaigns. It's just a different, it's a different mm -hmm. skill set, but skills are teachable, right? 
we we have this philosophy we need to be able to and we're ideating it and fine-tuning it i need to be able to bring my mother right 65 year old woman into this business and have her run ads for us if we needed to yeah so that would mean how do i take someone who knows absolutely blip about <laughs> doing it to then being able to yeah. do it right you know so the the difference is in this industry is there's it's a multifaceted skill set you yeah. can be a technical person and i could teach you in 10 minutes how to go and create an ad use an ad set I mean, Facebook sort of do it for people. And again, that's the Achilles heel for a lot of people because they're like, oh, just follow Facebook's step-by-step process, you know? And then um, they're like, well, why doesn't it work? Because it's not just an ad, Mm -hmm. but it's everything surrounding that ad. It's like, why did you use that creative? Why did you use a video versus a still image? Why not a carousel? What are you saying in the ad? Mm -hmm. Like people go, oh, my ad doesn't work. No, maybe your landing page is shit. Maybe you're not, mm-hmm. maybe there's disconnect and congruency between what you're actually saying in your ad and your landing page. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the actual image. It turns people off. You know, maybe yeah. the words well, aren't right. The, yeah. Correct. And, and it's about knowing what to test, when to test, how to test, how to pivot, how to move. And that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Anyone can create an ad. You know, whenever we run an event, I'll, I'll ask the audience who hears stand up. If you've run Facebook ads before everyone stands up, like now <laughs> everyone stands up. So cool. <laughs> Stay standing. Yeah. If you've spent over $10,000 on ads and majority of people sit down. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, Stay standing. If you've been running ads every day for the last 30 days. And again, there might be half a dozen people stay standing, you know, and it's, it's not surprising because it's hard. It's tough. It's not easy. It's yeah. not something that you as a business owner should be doing. In my view, it is not something that business owners should even be knowing or learning. They need to have the intelligence um, to be able to hire or partner. And which is obviously where we come in because mm-hmm. you don't just get a singular marketing person. Like we, we have a very different approach in the marketplace. We have teams of creatives, copywriters, technicians, strategists, and we all work collectively together to come up with what is happening. If yeah. something's not working, Mary's not sitting in the, the booth by herself. Who Mary is, well, she's the admin who's just been handed the ads for, for some business. She's like, oh, okay, I'll do it because I know how to post on social because I've, I've got a profile, right? And this ain't no diss towards Mary, but this is how some business owners' minds work. It's like, well, let's just throw her the social media or him the social media. Mm-hmm. She should be able to run some ads because she's young, right? Mm-hmm. Um, social media is young. And then all of a sudden, Mary's like, oh, that ad that I did didn't work. Shit, what do I do? Well, I'm capped out at my own intelligence. I can't tap into anyone else's. Mm-hmm. You, know, it's, it's, um, you don't see people on Facebook asking, what do I put in the W-2 wages and salaries field for my BAS return? Yeah. Don't see that. Why don't you see that question? Because you've got an accountant, mm-hmm. right? If you got a letter in the mail or you got an email from a legal firm saying you know, we're suing you for $895,000 because of X, Y, Z. Are you going to reply to them and go, ah, nah, no, thanks, mate. Not interested. (laughs) No, you're not. What are you going to do? You're going to go either find a lawyer you already know or get on Google and go help. Right. (laughs) After you've had a slip stiff drink. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go and and drink a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. But it's, it's true, right? But you see people yeah. out there all day, every day going, Hey, I've got an ad set and it's not working. What should I do here? And it's like, well, that's the wrong question. Mm-hmm. 
It's the wrong question, unfortunately, because it's just going to keep sending you down this twisted, rotten garden path till you get to the end end where you're fed up and you're like, uh, I'm no longer doing this. And it's like, oh, imagine if you had that thought six months earlier or 12 months earlier and you hadn't been banging your head against the wall. You mm -hmm. invested time, energy, money, because if you're building a business, that's all you have to invest, time, energy, and money. But if you've got no money right now, you need to become obsessed about Facebook ads then. That's it. Yeah. Your options are you need to become obsessed about it and sit down, go and, go and consume every free thing that you ever could possibly consume outside mm -hmm. of the time you are building your business. So I'd get home nine, nine o'clock to however, you know, two, three a.m. in the morning. And that's when I'd be doing my learning because mm -hmm. I still have to make money, right? Mm -hmm. So you can either learn it yourself. You can go and get a second, third, fourth job and work 23 hours a day so you can generate the money to then pay someone to do it. Mm -hmm. My biggest piece of advice, which I'm finding is coming to fruition a lot more is businesses fall into the trap of hiring a singular person to become their marketing department. It is the worst thing for any marketing, any business at all. Because marketing is, and I, I keep harping on about this, marketing is more than just an ad or a social media post. Yep. It's the psychology of how do you get someone who knows nothing about you all the way through to knowing, liking, and trusting you and wanting to give you money. Mm -hmm. Tell me tell me anything more important in business than that. <laughs> so tell me one thing. You are, you're definitely known for growing companies quickly. What would you say is the key to doing that successfully? So you, you want to do it the right way, but if you're also yep. wanting to scale quickly, what was your key to that besides hiring you know, other people yep. to do that stuff for you? I'll say this loosely, but I sort of mean it is, um, you know, shoot first, aim second, right? Yeah. Because a lot of us and me especially, I am so connected to my intuition that nine times out of 10, and let's even go moderate, let's say even seven times out of 10, still a good number. Seven times out of 10, I'm right on my first decision, right? Like my first instinct. So mm -hmm. I look at risk to reward ratio. And I think this is actually... This is a, a good way to solve anything in life, I reckon. And I'll give you an example. In the weekend, we went to the shopping mall and I just got the new iPhone 11. And I'm like, I need a case for it. Mm -hmm. And I went, to the first, I went to the first little kiosk where they have the cases, phone cases. And I look in there, I'm like, okay, cool. What do you got? Those, those. I was like, mm, yeah, okay, cool. I like that. I'm like, yeah, I'll grab that. And my wife, she goes, oh, are you sure you don't want to have a look at the, the other ones? I'm like, firstly, pretty sure because I just said I wanted to buy it, right? <laughs> like, I said, hey, do you mean you would like to go and have a look at some more? And I said, you know, you do realize it is actually my phone. Like, you know, I'm the one who has to look at it every day. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, I know. But, you know, because, again, her, her way of thinking, and, I mean, we balance each other out. But I was like, you know what? Sure, we got nothing to do Saturday morning. Let's we'll go and have a look at some other phone kiosks. Yeah. So I'm like, beautiful. Go off to the second phone kiosk, have a look at something. Not quite what I wanted. Third one, not quite what I wanted. Fourth one, uh, went back to the first one and got the phone case that I originally had. Uh huh. And I said, and this is sort of where it even come to, to light even more so, and hence why it's quite fresh right now speaking about this, is that seven times out of 10, and I actually, I actually feel it's probably more like eight or nine for me right now. Mm -hmm. Um is when you're tapped into your own intuition, your the answer comes to you quickly. Mm -hmm. 
because for example if there was an explosion you ain't got time to sit there and go i wonder which exit i should take or problem i might go out that one no i might hide <laughs> under the desk um let me have a look at this like if i hide under the desk what's gonna happen? like you don't have time for that yeah right you you're say. like bang i'm out i'm falling down the path you know and you have to back your intuition that that's going to be the right decision. Mm-hmm. Now, I also don't want to make sure I'm leaving a business lesson here where it's like there's an explosion. You have to react quickly, right? <laughs> Just preface that. <laughs> but but the, the chances are, if you're an intuitive person and you're a, a, a remotely smart human being, which anyone listening to this would be because mm-hmm. you don't listen to podcasts if you ain't a smart human being, right? In my view. So... T- trust your intuition and your gut feel initially. Like even, and if you're like, Oh, I don't know about that, Brett, that seems a bit risque. Let's go back through the last 10 major decisions that you've had to make. And let's have a look at where your first thought was actually the right thought. If it's more than 50%, you're actually winning, yeah, right? True. You're actually winning. It's a coin toss regardless. Yeah. So for me is being able to act fast and follow my gut feel and it's not just to be super loose and leave a, a destructive hurricane behind me, right? Yeah. To, to act on from your intuition, because again, I truly feel that most times you're going to be right. And then what happens is we get into this uh, overthinking. Oh, I need to think it. Oh, like when I go to a restaurant, I look at a menu and within 20 seconds, 30 seconds, I already know what I'm having. Oh my gosh, I'm so not that person. <laughs> here's here's the thing right because i'm content if i see lamb chop blah 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 there i'm like cool i haven't had that for a while i'll go with that yeah i don't i don't need the the mental disruption in my head of going shit do i feel like beef or lamb or do i want a vegetarian meal today oh no i might have the ribs (laughs) oh man i don't know what i'm doing now i'm stressing out i'm not having a good time i'm overthinking it i'm like ah like it's funny when you see people ordering to the last second where the waiter's there and they're like, I'll take that one. It's like, <laughs> holy heck, like what that meant was you were forced to make a decision just then. Yeah. Because if, if, if that waiter wasn't there, you'd probably sit there for another five minutes, maybe another oh, 10 yeah. minutes. Some people wouldn't, some yeah. people would never decide. And they're like, oh, what should I get? Like, that's why handing all power over. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I truly feel one of the biggest things that we could all do, especially entrepreneurs is, is, you know, business owners is to make decisions faster. Like I would not have had a franchise if we didn't, if I didn't sit there and go, let's build one. Mm-hmm. I put one post on Facebook just to get you. Yeah, Cause you know how sometimes you need a little bit of a push, like to mm-hmm. go, yeah, okay, do it. Or a friend, like you've probably got a friend. Yeah. You know, I've got a friend that I'll message and I'll say, how I'm thinking about doing this. What do you reckon? Like, I'm going to buy this new car. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I know what the reply is. I just need it. Like, yeah. yeah, do it. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> right? Sometimes we all need that, right? I'm, I'm uh-huh. the same. Well, sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need to give it to ourselves or have that person in your corner. Yeah. You know? And um, for me, it was, I put a post on Facebook going, okay, even though I'd already had evidence that people wanted to train around the country, not enough to start a franchise, mind you. You know, yeah. like, oh, a hundred people said they want us to come to their city. It's like, oh, great. Yeah. Um, but in this case, it might, I think is about like eight or 900 on this one post. I was like, okay, if we, if we, if we build a location in your town, where, where do you want it? And the, you know, Canberra, Newcastle, Brisbane, bang, 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 all these areas. I was like, Oh, she says a fair few people here. Um, wonder what would happen if I put a page up and actually, um, put the opportunity. Cause I also, here's the secret. 
I was already building a database of fitness professionals and business owners regardless. Cause I always had, I'm always playing the super long game. Okay. Mm -hmm. The super long game. So I'm, I'm already playing my next five year what's happening mm -hmm. and I'm planting seeds now. So I'd already had a database of probably about 10,000 personal trainers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. Um, and I invested money in building that because I was like, mm -hmm. one day I probably might coach them. I'm sure I'll probably coach because I love teaching. I'm a teacher at heart. I yeah. just love to share. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe I might do some coaching or mentoring for some of them. And I was like, oh, I've got to, let's build a franchise. Bang, put it out there. And again, inundated with, with people because they'd seen the journey, seen what was going on. Um, but I never would have done that if I just didn't sit there and write the sales page. I didn't, I didn't go through three or four versions of the sales page. I followed a method that I've been using with our fitness products and everything. I was like, that's good. Yep. Okay, cool. Good enough. Got it up the next morning, send it out. Holy shit. Okay. Now I need to hire someone. Or I need to bring someone in for this. Here's what I did. We got so inundated. Like I said, over 170 trainers, people applied to be a part of the business. My process at the time was I was like, okay, cool. So what will happen is when we launch this, people will fill out an application, you know, about 10, 15 questions. Yeah. And then what I'll do is I'll book a hour meet, like an hour with each of them to go through it. As mm -hmm. you could imagine, yeah. after the first day, I, I was like, there's 170 plus hours of conversations here. I did the first day, like nine hours of back to back to back calls saying the exact same thing. I was like, Oh my God. Like I lost my voice. Uh -huh. I'm like, this ain't, this ain't going to work at all. Let's I shoot. need to one hire a salesperson. <laughs> yeah. I need mm -hmm. to hire a salesperson, but I need to make this easier. So all I did uh -huh. was I recorded the hour conversation that I'd have with people and I condensed it down into a presentation and they had to watch a 30 minute video before they even got to talk to us. So mm -hmm. I did it on the fly. I didn't sit there and go, Oh, I can foresee this being a problem. Sometimes mm. shit just happens. You need to adapt. Yeah. So be quicker to make decisions and be okay with changing the path you're currently on very quickly. You can, if you can adopt those two philosophies and the rest just happens. I love it. That is really good advice. And that's a really good ending point for us. So thank you so much for sharing everything with us. And uh, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll see you guys next time. You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.